0: This episode is powered by Safety FM.
1: Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. Welcome to another one of our shows. I think I'm also expanding to be America's safety consultant. So if you do have a consulting issue or anything safety and health related, I want to be that resource for you as well. So not only those that are starting the business, but I know there's some times where you don't want to call a consultant or you don't think you can. I'll help you out. I got you. This week is going to be fun so you guys have yourselves a treat i have a special episode for you it's actually an episode where it's going to be me and i am going to be come on you're supposed to guess i'm watching you right now guessing all right i've got jay allen today of the safety fm fame Dr. Jay Allen is gonna be with me today. We're actually going to be just chatting as we do, and uh, it actually is part two of a two-parter. He interviewed me first, which will come out tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day of release, which is gonna be May 17th, Monday. Uh, If not, then you can listen to this, two things, anytime you want. But uh, if you wanna listen to Jay interview me, Then you have to go into Jay Allen Show and you can get to it by JayAllenShow.com or you can listen to um, Safety FM and you can actually see or hear, let's say, my part of the interview right now. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and play where I get to interview Jay, which is also great whenever I get to do that. So... Uh, kick back. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about management and we're going to talk a little bit about everything the way we always do. So hang in there. And after stick around, I got a, a quick little thought afterwards. All right. So let's get right into the interview.
0: He's a very nice guy. Like him. OK, so I have agreed to torture. So I, should I say yeah. this out loud? Because I think I am right now already. So right. I said that I would start, and then I would let you, and I will try to do my best to answer anything you got. And I said try. No, no,
1: no you are going to try <laughs> to do your best not to start interviewing me. <laughs> I actually said, okay, I am going to give Jay his interview without uh, without interrupting or not getting him into into mine. Uh, I actually was really, really my mind for for working with you kind of opened up a little bit and uh, truly i i'm starting to to see a lot of the organizational things that you're doing behind the scenes yes but even looking at some of the things safety fm and the vision that you have beyond that what what changed? because there's there's some action happening. what what's what's going on? Well, I, oh, that, that. that's
0: a, that's a very broad question. What do you mean there's some action going on? I, I, I probably need a little have a. A little bit more specific, where I can understand what you mean.
1: Well, think of it this way. You know, like when you, you, you have a, a little infestation and it starts in the kitchen with something, and then all of a sudden you're in the <laughs> bathroom and you're like, man, I'm killing this bug over here. Uh, safety FM seems to have been like like coming out of the internet. And all of a sudden I'm like, hold on, there's a safety FM event going on right now. And, you okay. know, who's playing So what's it seems like it's a concerted effort to expand the brand or uh, uh,
0: that's, that's a good that question. Way. That's a good question. It's not really uh, expanding the brand. And I said that damn thing that I hate when people tell me that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I know, I uh, and I just said it, uh, but he, that's the thing. It's not really about expanding the brand. I would say probably expanding the messaging. I think what has ended up taking place is that, We have gotten a hold of a group of misfits, and I say that with love, um, and and kind of got us all together where we can do different things at different times. The whole thing that I said from the very beginning, and that has not changed, is that I want people to have different viewpoints than what I have because I think that that's very important. I don't ever want to be one of the the large organizations that you can only view safety in this fashion or you can only view organizations in this fashion. I think that it should be a conversation across the board. And I've said it, if you come onto the radio station and you're taking a listen and you're behavior-based safety, I want you to be able to go into hop i want you to be able to go into these other fundamental courses and even some of the stuff that we do that's not even safety related per se where um, yeah. where just conversations where i want you to take a listen from a different point of view i never want to be known as the msnbc's of the world or the fox news of the world i mean size wise that would be excellent but i'm talking yeah, yeah. more along the lines of one thing right if i only listen to this because i go this way i want it to be neutral where Yeah, I can say one thing. Somebody else can come on and say something entirely different and they don't have to align with each other. I just want people to be able to to come out and hang out. Um, The other side of the whole thing, do we have a whole bunch of stuff going on at once? Yes, and that was was done by design. Um, I never wanted people to feel restricted of, now that you're part of us, you can only do this. Um, If you have an event going on and you want to say whatever you want to say, and we have an event going on on this side of the planet, you have another event going on on a different side of the planet, hey, those things happen. I mean, yeah. just because we do an event today does not mean that what some people might deem competitors are not doing an event on that same day. So I never have looked at it. I think that we do better when we join forces. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting when we take a look around at some of the things that are going on right now, yeah. where I think four of us have started our own communities, quote unquote, Um, Mm -hmm. All at the same time, which I find kind of silly because I think that if we join forces and just did them all together, but everybody has to do their own thing that they think that's in their best interest
1: yeah Hmm. well that's a a very honest answer because truly in in some ways uh it's it's a challenge if you will to to unite for for the safety fm family which is great i love that idea i love that mentality anytime you you call i'm like i'm in (laughs) in. let me check the calendar i'm in uh so another thing that that kind of had me going and thank you for the honesty there um uh, i was just thinking recently with the uh, you know the the pipeline that was hacked and truly the gas in this area has gone completely ridiculous. There's a safety question here. Hang with me. <laughs> um, one of the things that they decided to do was to waive some of the drivers' times so they could do over the road driving to deliver faster. Um, what's going to be our trickle down effect? Uh, the obvious, obviously, will be workers operating tired. you're one that's seen this industry on the on the other side. What's the other things the mechanisms that that we may be missing as uh, lay people in this field?
0: Well, I mean here's the thing you have to look at a couple of different portions here. Everything that you get, whether it being food, home goods, anything that you can imagine that's normally tangible has to come through some kind of delivery. So that's the first portion. So anytime that you start having constraints inside of a pipeline on how you're going to get things, it changes everything. I mean, we can go back and talk about the last nine months worth of wood on how there's been exception to that and all Mm -hmm. those kind of fun stuff, but let's not get into that portion. But what takes place that you're going to see is now there's going to be different mandates on how they're doing their vehicle logs. That's going to be the, the portion of where they'll be able to do the exceptions. But just because I get an exception on my vehicle log does not mean I'm not tired anymore. Yeah. It does not mean that I'm actually doing everything that's correct. And let's be realistic. The people that are out there that are doing these jobs that are very difficult jobs, they're going to do everything that they believe that they're doing to remain safe, but also to get the work accomplished. Because uh-huh. if my vehicle, because some of them have them inside of there, my vehicle doesn't function after X amount of hours because they some of them have an actual trigger inside of them. I wow. won't mention I won't mention any brand like starts with the letter Q and ends with calm, but we'll just we'll, you can figure out the rest. Um, but I won't mention those because I don't want to start any trouble. But they do have actually some deactivators from the actual one end, so you can deactivate the actual vehicle from it actually moving. Hmm. So they're going to do everything possible to get that vehicle moving. Now there are some other logs which are now digital logs. They've been like that for a few years at least here in the U.S. Where they can say that they're on duty not driving. So they essentially say that they're working, but they're not doing anything. So they might be unloading a truck, but then they can put that they're off on a break. And some of these devices are not super smart where you'll say I'm on a break, but you can still move the vehicle, even though you're not on a break.
1: Yeah, And now you're on a break.
0: (laughs) Right. And so then all of a sudden it'd be, well, there's some of them that are triggered that after you're waiting for, I think it's like 15 seconds and it depends on who's setting it up. It's considered on duty, not driving so it doesn't account against your drive time. So if you get to a few stoplights throughout, all of a sudden you know you were driving but you were technically stopped. I mean you still should have been doing all the the checking the mirrors and all that kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. So it's going to change everything, but you're on duty, not driving according to how that system sees it. Now some of them, the normal is normally about 90 seconds and let's be realistic. If you're in a major metropolitan area, you're going to have some long ass lights normally is the way that it actually oh, yeah. works. So so huh. I think that you're, where you're going to see a lot of the issues going on, and this is, of course, crystal ball question, uh, mm-hmm. it becomes one of those things where the fatigue, and that plays, that plays a big factor into it. And then sitting behind that seat for a longer period of time, and then when we start getting into sleeper bursts inside of the, inside of the larger vehicles, if they have them or not, I mean, there's so many different exceptions just depending on what kind of vehicle that you have. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I normally will stop any Amazon driver that actually comes, comes to my house, And I'll ask how many deliveries they're doing for the day. And they normally kind of look at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) The average answer ends up being close to 95. So that's 95 on just an Amazon Prime vehicle. So I know that when it comes to these larger semi-trucks, that's not going to be the numbers. But still, what is the mileage that they're going? And keep in (laughs) mind that most of the truck drivers, if they're owner-operators, they get paid by the mileage is how it works.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. So they're incentivized to basically be on the clock longer or be on the road longer. Correct. Hmm. Do you think that this might have a unintended consequence that's going to end up st- leading to, if we could keep doing these variances on and off, on and off, why do we still need to have these variances and then eventually have some sort of lobbying for the company to regulate their own workers' hours? Is there any way of that even happening?
0: Well, think about it this way. Why does automation become part of that conversation? Because that's where a lot of people are leaning to. Why do you think the Tesla did so well when they started talking about that they're doing a fully automated semi truck? Now I will tell you, I'm not even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I'll say it anyways. Because who's going to say anything? Uh, right. I've actually been in a virtual version of the Tesla semi truck. Um, I was not allowed to take pictures. It was full headset, full VR. Um, I got to do. I, I won't say where I was, but I was at a lab uh-huh. um, that actually supports the software and. I was able to see what it actually looks like with the full automation on how it would work. Now, yeah. wow. here's going to where it's going to get interesting. When you start talking about fully automated ve- um, actual vehicles, are we going to start looking into conductors now? Because essentially, that's essentially what you're going to become because you're not really a driver. And I'm talking full automation. I'm not talking autopilot. There's some confusion oh. there between the two things. Autopilot is an assist to get you through there where full yeah. automation drives the whole thing by itself. They still want you to have some level of control inside of there where they, where, they, where they would prefer for you to be behind the vehicle. But it's going to be interesting because if you're self-regulating and all of a sudden now you have a fully-blown autonomous vehicle, how is that going to work? What's regulating it per se? The driver yeah. didn't fall asleep. And I mean, and I'm not picking on it because I'm going to tell you, this is the backbone of America on actually Mm -hmm. getting good to us. And I love what they do. They have one of the hardest jobs. I mean, think about it. When you're driving for a long period of time on how difficult that is when you're trying just even for vacation purposes, imagine doing that as for work purposes day in and day out and sleeping in the vehicle.
1: Yeah. What, what kind of ergonomic issues are you guys seeing?
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I, depending on where you're at, you might have to, depending on your health, you have to actually get a DOT medical card. I've seen them as low as three months and then as frequent as two years on regards to getting testing and yeah. you know size of your neck, sleep. I mean, I mean, they go through a whole cycle of testing that they have to go through to make sure that they are still qualified for you know, a commercial driver's license.
1: Wow! Well, I guess if you're uninsured, apply for one of those jobs, and you get <laughs> full physical.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean it, it's one of those things that when you start taking a look at it, there's all charges associated to it. There's a charge for the CDL. You have to have that med card to be able to associate it. Now there are some, um, there's some groups that actually have their own version of a DOT med card. I oh. would say that there might be a fancy place in. The Orlando area that has a mouse, but let's not talk about the mouse, that actually has their own version of a DOT card. Now, the way that that card works is really slick. If you leave the actual place that has the mouse, that card's no longer valid. So you have to actually go reapply for it. It's not a difficult thing to go through, but if your health isn't as good as it once was, it could potentially become an issue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That area is so incredible. I mean, truly the jurisdiction in that is, is ridiculous uh, because of what they, that the city that they have underneath the ears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should start calling it the largest employer in Florida. Maybe that would be the simpler way (laughs) because the, the second largest is close to you. Um, which is always funny uh, because they have the villages has their own TV station, radio station, oh, yeah, their own yeah, newspaper, yeah. and so on, and the li- highest rate of STDs in all of the U.S. According to years ago, I don't know if it's still the yeah, case.
1: Yeah. I had a student there, <laughs> and she she pulled open the the window and curtains for me to uh, and, and explained what's happening over there, and like lied? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, Another question that just came up. It's a great retirement
0: community. I mean, I'm not going to say otherwise. I would love to be there, but
1: I'm not old enough. Uh, Don't worry. Your time (laughs) will come. (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky enough, right? Like all of us, if we're lucky enough, our time will come and Mm -hmm. we'll be able to be those seniors and enjoy that AARP.
0: (laughs) I'll be in Mexico by then and not New Mexico. I'm just talking regular Mexico.
1: Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so many people going there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a lot. I want to go. Uh, one of the things that I, I've got two quick questions to just to squeeze in here. Um, one is on the management side, because you're one of these people that are the organizational manager um, guru you now because of your actual doctorate. Uh, one, you're thinking about dysfunction. In an organization that is leading to high safety issues, and now you're you're like the person that maybe the insurance company said we are going to kick these guys off of insurance if they don't get their act together. What do you think you would say to the the leadership or management that that will uh, steer them towards safety culture? What what are some of the the management thing? We know some of the things we have to do as safety officers such as the job safety analysis and doing more hazard assessments and auditing. We know the technical things to turn to ship. What about the, the things you have to talk to, you know, the the people that are in the big, big room, the, the, the people that are in the higher ups? What do well, you have to do to t- turn them?
0: Well, a lot of people are not going to like this answer because it doesn't really align with some of the things on how people see the world of safety. The first thing that I would tell them is get rid of your safety culture. And that might shock some. And let me explain why I say that. Because I think that if you have a safety culture, it actually causes a small issue inside of your organization. Because when you're starting to treat something as a separate entity, it's never going to be adapted in through the whole organization. If you start looking at it as part of your culture, and you start influencing these things into the culture of your organization, I think it actually becomes something entirely different. When you start oh. looking at change management, is really what you start looking at is how instead of having a safety person and nothing against safety person entitling, I think some of the credentialing and requirements can be slightly different um, when we're talking about change management, where you start looking into those different positions inside of the organization of saying, okay, this is a champion for change. And if you really want to look at how difficult it is to bring a culture up, there's a lot of paperwork on, on the UNICEF website. And I'll tell you, some, someone that gave me a lot of that information was Andrea Baker. I had a conversation oh. with her, and she referenced that. And if you look at how you have to do changes within a culture, you have to almost apply those exact same things inside of the organizations. So going a little bit deeper into your original um, question about how do you tell that to management, it's telling them exactly that. Get rid of your safety culture just to see that initial shock on their face and explain why. But the other portion that you have to keep in mind, too, is you have to meet people where they're at. If I try to go in there and they have nothing, and I say that, they're going to be cool with it. So you have to almost tailor it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the great part and bad part also at the same time. Normally, when I'm talking to upper management, they called me. I didn't call them. So they really want my honest opinion. Now, they might sit there and argue about some of their ideas. But at the end of the day, they called me. I didn't call them. So. You called me for my honest opinion. You didn't call me for me to go, let me agree with everybody else who's sitting inside of this room with you. That becomes interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a tough conversation, but truly they should appreciate that because I do that all the time as a consultant. (laughs) You you, you called me. What do we got to do?
0: I mean, and I know it sounds mean at times, but I get paid the same thing if you do it or you don't. And I know that sounds terrible. I really want to see the change within inside of the organization. That's why I'm there. But also at the same time, too, the management or the, the C-suite has to be open to the idea. I think one of the most difficult jobs inside of most organizations is middle management. Yes. It's the people from the C-suite that give the information to middle management. Middle management has to dispense it. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult task because you can't make both sides happy, Not at least not all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> Dropping some knowledge there. I mean, just like, boom. I, I should put that on my board, right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use that board more. <laughs> uh, last question for me, and those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the board is I got this nice little road caster board that I have that I could do sounds such as my laughter sound or something like that if I really <laughs> needed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kid laughed. right? Uh, what, Jay Allen, excites you right now? What is the thing that if you were uh, meeting up with a high school buddy in in nice COVID-friendly environment and they're like, hey, man, what are you up to now? What's going on? What's going to be like coming out your mouth? What, what are you saying?
0: <laughs> well, here, here it's probably not going to be what you expect. I have learned over the last few weeks, the power of the power of turning off my devices.
1: Oh, that was good. Cause I'm like, Oh no, audio
0: problem. <laughs> no, I, I saw that it cut out, but the power of turning off my devices and being able to spend time with my family. And I know some people are going to be like, that's a canned answer. No, realistically, I have been able to spend time with my preteen and with my toddler and my wife. And been able to do some things that we haven't been able to do before because we're always, okay, work busy, now get back to the flow of things, let's have the TV on and so on. No, it's been time of just spending time with them. And it's not being stimulated by a new, a new device. It's not being stimulated by something else. It's really mm-hmm. being able to have that one-on-one interaction or that family interaction with them. And it's, it's been interesting because it's not something that I, I mean, and I've told you this before, I was previously married. Not something that I enjoyed. I was always on the run, 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 run. Yeah. And now this has become something entirely different that I, and I never thought that I would actually enjoy. I always thought it would be something, eh, whatever. It is what it is. But that's something that I really seem to enjoy. I also just think that probably because it has a lot to do that I'm getting old. Uh, so that's yeah. probably a, another factor into it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's always a factor. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're adapting and changing along, along the, the way as well. So my friend, thank you so much for, for uh, extending your interview where you could add me uh, to interview you and you let me interview you. Okay. That's even hey. you know, more rare.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to make the attempt to do so. I actually appreciate you actually taking the time to do this because I know that sometimes I can go long winded, but I appreciate you giving all the information that you did. And realistically, people really need to reach out to you if they're running into any issues when it comes related to OSHA. You're always on top of that game of exactly what's going on. I normally hear the changes that are going on before anything else, anybody else tells me anything. Um, I normally hear them from your show, so I appreciate everything that you're doing for the people out there.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really uh, it's a passion and I want to really keep up on it. So what are you going to plug, brother? Tell me what you got, because uh, I, I always put plugs <laughs> on my show. I don't know if you do on your side. What, what's going uh, on?
0: Here, Here's my plug. Go to the safetyconsultant.tv and sign up to learn how to become a consultant. There you go.
1: All right, nice, <laughs> nice. And then while you're there, open a tab and then just put in safetyfmplus.com and check that out. And then it has been awesome, awesome, awesome. I love, I love those, uh, those uh, around the pod world. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, well, welcome back. Hopefully, you guys had a good time. I had some fun with my buddy Jay, and you only got like part of this, so that means you're gonna have to go. Wherever you're listening to me right now, as soon as it's safe to do it, go through the search feature and you're going to look for Jay Allen Show. So it's a Dr. J. Allen Show. And then you want to listen to the other part of this, where he interviewed me. So we talked a lot about compliance, actually. He had a lot on his mind on OSHA, and I just had to, you know, break it down. <laughs> so that's really what we're doing. So we did a lot of the compliance side. So if you had a good time listening to us today, you could hear both of us every day of the week if you wanted to. Just download the Safety FM app and you can listen to it on uh, any of your devices. If you have not yet, there is the Safety FM Plus channel out there. So it's really cool what Jay's done. And one of my favorite is Around the Safety Pod, where you get a whole bunch of little snippets and cuts from different uh, podcasts in the safety world. So it's pretty cool. Uh, So that's a good way of getting a hold of him. And I am doing an event. It is Revealing the Secrets to OSHA. If you have not saw it yet or heard about it, what you need to do, is just go to SheldonPrimus.com backslash event, and then you'll be able to uh, get a hold of that one. So just sheldonprimus.com backslash events. And before we go, just had a little thought. I wanted to make sure that I let everybody know that I'm going to be doing a live stream. Uh, it's the OSHA Compliance Help Show. It's still there. So my live stream is going to be uh, live stream to Twitch. Uh, also YouTube two channels actually YouTube you have to be on the YouTube OSHA compliance help channel or the safety consultant US channel Uh, Facebook if you're part of the Facebook group which is facebook.com backslash groups with an s uh, backslash safety consultant no s you have to answer three quick questions. And once you do that, you are in the group. We've got just over 2,000 safety professionals. Some are consultants. Some are people who act as the role of consultant in their company. But its uh, we've got a whole bunch of people. So check us out. And it's international. So that's even great. We're seeing people from all over the world. So that's facebook.com backslash groups with an S backslash safety consultant. Alright, so I just want to give you Just different ways of reaching out And being able to get a hold of me And if you do want to do that live stream On those things, it's going to be Wednesdays at 5 So that's it, Wednesdays at 5 I'll be doing those live streams to just connect with me And you'll get to hear Anything that is OSHA compliance As well as any questions From the people that are actually attending I do live questions in the chat box So, that's my invitation to you All right. So I just want to make sure that you guys are going to be well aware of this thing. And then we are going to come back next week. I'm not too sure what I got going. I should know by now, but I don't. (laughs) But until then, go get them.
0: This episode has been powered by Safety
1: FM.